0: Welcome to the Story Exchange. I'm Colleen DeBase. And I'm Sue Williams. Today... Yes, today. (laughs) Because we are all about powerful women. We bring you our interview
1: with... The one and only Judy Woodruff. Good evening. I'm Judy Woodruff on the NewsHour tonight, Tense Campaign. Judy, for
2: anyone unfamiliar, is an iconic journalist and the longtime anchor of the famed nightly news show, the PBS NewsHour
0: which listeners of a certain age might remember started out as the McNeil-Lair Report, hosted by two white guys back in the 1970s. Here's Robert McNeil.
2: Good evening. Most of this week, we're all going to be... In fairness, occupied- all the news shows back then were hosted by white guys.
0: hmm that's exactly right. I talked to Judy about that. I wanted to hear a little bit about the changes you've seen for women over the years, especially in media.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's night and day because when I started out, there were so few women. I've
0: we had a long conversation a long about her decades-long probably. career, I don't think there would have been any blatant sexism against women in media, and what she's up to now. Stick around. Thank you for taking this time, and I'll try to ask all my questions quickly so that I I won't keep you for too long. No problem. Glad
1: to to do this.
0: In December 2022, Judy signed off from the NewsHour.
1: It has been the honor of a lifetime to be in this chair.
0: At the the age of 76, one might have assumed Judy was retiring. She did mention taking
1: up a few projects. And just a reminder, I'm not leaving the NewsHour. I'll still be around as a correspondent. But I really thought, "Mm, that's all code words for retirement. Turns out, I was mistaken. Yeah, I have a feeling Judy may be a bit of a workaholic. I mean it when I say I cannot believe they pay me to do this work that I absolutely love. Since stepping down as anchor, Judy has been
0: on the road filing report after report for her series called America at a Crossroads, exploring the divisive political issues tearing Americans apart. And she's been reporting on people with disabilities, which is a topic near and dear to her heart. She has an adult son with disabilities. And she's also
2: interviewed Joe Biden. Mr. President, thank you very much for talking with us. Happy oh. to be here. We are in... That's one heck of a retirement.
0: I know. Turns out I was very wrong indeed. I asked Judy about the R word. No,
1: no, no. That's not in my, that's not in my lexicon or vocabulary, <laughs> whatever. No, no. I mean, I'm never just going to stop stop everything. I mean, I can't imagine that.
0: Work, it turns out, is not only what drives Judy, but it's kind of how she views her life.
1: And I look at my life in terms of segments, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. um, But I've been, you know, I've been working ever since I was in high school. I I worked Mm -hmm. local veterans hospital. I was a candy striper. And then in high school, I worked as a part-time cashier at an appliance store. as a college student at Duke University. I worked in Washington for my congressman uh, as an intern after sophomore and junior year. And
0: then finally, her
1: very first
0: job in a newsroom.
1: I interviewed um, with three news directors, in fact, a bunch of people in Atlanta on my spring break senior year, because I thought if that didn't work out, I could just go run back to Augusta where my parents were living and reconnoiter, figure out what in the world am I going to do but one of these news directors hired me to be the newsroom secretary.
2: Not a reporter. No, the newsroom
0: secretary. Of course, she didn't have a ton of experience yet, but there was another
1: reason. At that point, they had one woman reporter at each station in Atlanta. And so when I went to work there and I started pestering the news director to let me go out with a reporter or camera crew just to observe, His answer was, well, why would you want to do that, Judy? We already have a woman reporter. So this was 1969. I found some
0: archival footage of network news shows from back then, and it really is especially viewed in the context of today's times so unapologetically male and white. Not only were all the lead anchors white men, but so were the reporters. Here's just one example of CBS News in 1970.
1: Direct from our newsroom in New York, in color, this is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite and Eric Subride in Washington, John Sheehan in Amman, Dan Rather at the White House, and Jed Not
2: only does this impact what news is reported, but when millions of Americans only hear the important news of the day from white male voices, it colors perceptions of who is powerful and who is knowledgeable.
1: When I was thinking I might not get a job in TV, I applied to a whole bunch of radio stations all over the country to work in news. And most of them didn't write back, but a few wrote back and said, well, we don't think a woman's voice is authoritative, so we don't hire women to do this. So it was just a different time. It was hard to believe how blatant it could be. And it was right out in the open.
0: We'll tell you more about Judy's career after a brief break. The Story Exchange is an award winning nonprofit media platform that elevates women's voices and achievements. Our $25,000 Women in Science Incentive Prize supports female scientists addressing climate change. Find out more at thestoryexchange.org. Welcome back. We're talking to Judy Woodruff, the groundbreaking former
2: anchor of the PBS NewsHour. She's covered everything from the 1981 attempted assassination of President Ronald Reagan. She actually heard the shots. To numerous political debates, including the 1988 vice presidential debate.
1: There are no restrictions on the questions that my colleagues and I may ask this evening. That's the debate where Senator Lloyd Benson
0: uttered this famous line to a very young Dan Quayle. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy.
2: And most recently, Judy kept us all informed during the COVID pandemic.
1: This invisible new virus is frightening and spreading rapidly. We all want- Last but not least, she's even
0: been parodied on Saturday Night Live. Here's a clip from 2022. This is comedian Heidi Gardner. I'm Judy Woodruff and this is the PBS NewsHour. We're what your grandma is talking about when she says, I saw this on the news. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> I guess that's how you know you've made it. Exactly. But
0: back to Judy's early days in the newsroom, it just wasn't easy for women in the late 1960s, back when stations only had one woman.
1: Honestly, it was one per station. And, and some didn't even have any women. I've often said, though, that if I'd come along 10 years earlier, I don't think there would have been any doors open for me.
0: After a year and a half working as the newsroom secretary, Judy heard that the local CBS affiliate in Atlanta was losing their woman reporter.
1: She was leaving to have a baby. And so they had an opening. That was my first job. I thought i had died and gone to heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. there I was covering the Georgia State Legislature and Atlanta City politics. And what an interesting time, 1970, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the throes of the, still the civil rights movement. Not long after the news director hired Judy. Soon after hired another woman who happened to be black, the, the second woman reporter. Mm. And um, he was quite enlightened And um, Two women reporters, wow. Wow, two whole women reporters.
0: But things finally began to change in the 1970s.
1: And and that was when the networks were starting to hire women, because they were under pressure from the Federal Communications Commission to hire women. Interestingly, Richard Nixon uh, pushed the FCC.
0: Judy advanced quickly, becoming the White
2: House correspondent for NBC News. And joining a group of powerhouse women in journalism, from Leslie Stahl at CBS...
1: What were those men after at the Watergate? Who sent them? How were they paid?
2: ...to Rita Braver, who covered the Iran-Contra scandal in the 1980s.
0: North faces up to 10 years in jail and $750,000 in fines. But believe it or not, it wasn't until 2013 that Judy and another legendary journalist, the late Gwen Ifill... Had a moment for the history books. Here's CBS News. And tonight, for the first time, two women will co-anchor a national daily news program on public television. Gwen Ifill and Judy Woodruff will take the helm. Are you film the- amazed it got there, or do you think it was a long time in coming?
1: Both. And Gwen exactly. and I talked about this at the time. You know, on the one hand, thrilled that it had happened and that we were part of making history. But also, we wanted very much not to be seen just because we were women, because mm-hmm. both of us had built our careers. We had worked really hard to get where we were. I mean, she certainly did. She, of course, pioneering because she was, yeah. you know, coming along at a, at a time when Black women were yeah many fewer than women, period. I mean it was- Good evening, I'm Gwen Ifill of the News Much hour, like Judy, one- Gwen also covered
0: major events and even questioned presidents.
1: Welcome to the first and the only 2008 vice presidential debate between the- She Republicans- had to be really, really good, which she was, to get to where she was. But so we had, we talked about it. I mean, we felt, we had mixed feelings because on the one hand, we wanted to celebrate. It's a good thing to celebrate. But on the other hand, it took a long time and it took a lot of hard work. And a lot of women were just, frankly, cast by the wayside along the way. And we were, we were very, very grateful to be where we were.
0: In terms of women in journalism, while things have certainly gotten better,
2: we're still far from equality. Judy's one of several female journalists who started an organization to help change that. Here's some recent data. A single
1: woman's voice today is countered by at least three men, which is why we're supporting women journalists with more opportunities to tell all of our stories.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about your work with it's the International Women's Media
1: Foundation? Yes, yes. So, so very proud of what that organization has become. Um, yes, a group of us women journalists back in, oh goodness, um, <laughs> the 80s, mid 80s, We knew it was a time of democracy expanding around the world Mm -hmm. um, between South Africa, Eastern Europe, certainly the Berlin Wall coming down at the end of the 80s. We knew that meant there would be more opportunities for a free press to establish itself in all these countries. And we thought when that's happening, we want to make sure women are Mm -hmm. part of the picture because it's so easy for women to get Mm -hmm. overlooked. Mm -hmm. And especially in parts of the world where women are treated as second-class citizens and worse.
0: The IWMF remains active today, providing networking and training for women in news media and
2: calling out continued bias in news coverage. One of their recent campaigns is hashtag check your bylines, reminding people to diversify the news they consume.
1: Every year we we recognize women journalists who put their lives on the line to report, and it's just stunning what women are having to put up with.
2: The organization's grant programs include the Kim Wall Memorial Fund, named for the journalist who was horrifically murdered while reporting in Denmark, and the Elizabeth Neufer Fellowship, named for the Boston Globe correspondent who was killed while reporting in Iraq in 2003.
0: In terms of diversity, Judy is also pleased with the new faces of the PBS NewsHour.
1: Our anchors, look at them, it's Jeff Bennett, and Amna, Naval, yeah. uh of Pakistani descent. Remarkable. It really is. It's wonderful.
0: By the way, I asked Judy about why she chose to leave the NewsHour
2: when she did, and
0: her answer surprised me.
2: I'd assumed age had something to
1: do with it. Well, for sure. But that was just part of the reason. So for a total of 11 years, I've been anchoring on and off at the NewsHour and full-time solo for the last six years, And so I'm 76 years old. So I just thought it was a good round number. Um, (laughs) I wasn't so much thinking about my age as I was thinking about the election cycle. It's 2022. I thought it was better to turn the anchor desk over to somebody else to get Hmm. ready for the 2024 election. You know, I can't really give you a, a good explanation for why I thought that. I just thought they deserve the time to sort of break in there's a
0: generosity that's so evident when you talk to Judy, so perhaps I shouldn't be surprised that she was
2: thinking about leaving the news hour in good hands. Although, of course, she's still at PBS, though now in the role of a correspondent.
0: Yeah, for a bit longer. She's under contract until next year.
1: Another year and a half to go till the end of 2024. And then what happens then? Well, you know, I'm looking at <laughs> the next project. If you've got any ideas, just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I, I think you should start your own media company, right? Wouldn't that be an obvious thing to do? Absolutely. I've got plenty of time to figure out what that looks like.
2: <laughs> That's great. We need more women-owned media companies. Exactly. I also suggested she take some
0: time off. She and her husband, Al Hunt, took a short trip to Italy after she left the anchor desk. But that idea didn't fly.
1: I'll do be busy doing something. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe in a different on a different schedule, a different rhythm, but I'm not, I'm definitely not planning to. I mean, what would I do? My- <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go to Italy, you
0: could go back and, or maybe try another country, take another vacation. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't think that I don't think that's in my DNA. <laughs> I just I just love, you know, what I do and oh. I just know it's gonna take different forms.
0: Well, we're all the luckier for it. I think what I've always admired about you you have this c- uh, civility to you and just sort of I think you've been able to facilitate so much sort of respectful discourse that we don't see, uh, unfortunately, too much um, anymore. So I well, hope thank you. That's
1: a high compliment. I mean, that's yeah. part of this project that I'm working on, you know, is trying to see what kind of civil conversations we can yeah. have,
2: yeah. you know,
1: with people can have with each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I hope we can have more of it. Yeah, I do too. But thank you for always bringing
1: that to the airwaves. Thank you, thank you. Well, Colleen, I really enjoyed (laughs) speaking with you. I'm so glad we were able to do that. I know, me too. And we thank all of
2: you for listening.
0: This has been The Story Exchange, a woman-owned media company. Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of. Or maybe you would. If you like this podcast, please share on social media or post a review wherever you listen. It helps other people find the show. And visit our website at thestoryexchange.org where you'll find news, videos, and tips for entrepreneurial women. And we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at or find us on Facebook. I'm Colleen DeBase, sound editing provided by Nusha Balian. Production coordinator is Noelle Flago. Our mixer is Pat Donahue at String and Can. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong. Recorded at Cutting Room Studios in New York City.